0: Hello, my name is Tim McLaughlin, and this is a Mewa podcast. In this episode, we present the question and answer session from Gisale Adiemo's lecture, African Textiles, the Heart of the Yoruba. The lecture was recorded live on October 25th, 2007, as part of the Mewa Textile Symposium. Gasali Adiemo grew up in Afatido, Nigeria. Where his early interests in art and textiles took him to the Nike Center for Arts and Culture, first as a student and then as a teacher. Gasale has mastered the traditional techniques of indigo dyeing using oniko, a tide resist, and a dire, a resist made from cassava and applied to the cloth in a painterly fashion. Here are the questions from the question and answer portion of the lecture. Is indigo dying seasonal where you are or is it at a certain time of the year only?
1: We do it every time of the year, but in the when it was raining every day because indigo need to be dyed several times if you don't have enough sunny. Sometimes you don't have to put in the sun. You can leave it where it's a little shady and then when the it doesn't have to that just not to dry totally just dry not wet before you dip it back because some of the indigo you saw tonight is dyed like several times, several days to get this color but he doesn't have the season like oh we don't do the indigo dye, we do it all year round but sometimes it just takes longer when it's raining because you don't get so much sunny.
0: When you are working with the chicken feather, which end of the chicken feather are you using?
1: Uh, that is a good question. That's going to happen in the class, actually. Because when, 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 you, when you put the chicken in the paste, you have to go a little faster. But sometimes you don't grab the paste right away. You go back twice, three times. When you're moving your chicken feather, you just use the point, And then you, your hand have to be shake gradually when you go. So that makes you release the paste little by little. Because some people, they're trying to draw it it doesn't go like that. You have to move it and then the piece was released little by
0: little. Are there patterns for each family or for a village?
1: Um each family they they, they have their own pattern but it's just be it depends what town what you know what area you come from, what is the history behind your family of what you picture you want people to know about you. It's what you put on the fabric as well.
0: One of the figures you said was your mother with you on her back. There's also another figure. Is that a bat?
1: Oh, that is, uh, that is, uh, see, that is, uh, what do you call it? You see, when she was feeding the chicken, we, I, 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 we, we call it Asa. They always looking for the baby chicken (coughs) in Nigeria. Thank you, Hawk. So when, when my mother was feeding them, so you can see the, those birds on the sky, so they're looking for baby. They can only grab the baby chicken when they, when they are around together. So that is my, what I see her when I was growing up because I was growing up raising chicken in my village. My chicken left with five babies in the morning. When they came home, maybe two missing. And I don't know how why they're missing. My mother was telling me, those are the birds, they're taking them away. So that is my vision. That is what I see her when I grow up because when, she was feeding the chicken. I saw this bird fly around on top of the, when she was feeding them.
0: One of the fabrics that you are using is shiny. Can you tell me about that fabric?
1: Uh, that is called guinea brocade. It's a it's a woven fabric. In the olden days, some of the old piece here is called brocade. It doesn't say guinea brocade, but a little heavier. But the guinea brocade is a, a mansion woven. The, the reason why we started using that right now is just... It is, it's very appreciated indigo very well. Even sometimes when you, when you remove the, the indigo on them, you can see the weaving between the dye and the fabric. It's very shiny, and it's more fashionable, and it lasts longer with the indigo dye.
0: How long do you dip the pieces in the indigo vat?
1: Yeah, that was a very good question. Mostly, when you, when you dye the resist, in the indigo is the way you dye the tie-dye is different. Resist is very delicate because the paste. If you put in indigo, you leave it probably like one minute. If you stay that too long, so the paste is gonna start coming off because that is why the resist with indigo, it take a lot of time to dye. But tie-dye, it can be take the dye quick because it can stay as long as you want. In the indigo because it was tie, but the resist, it doesn't penetrate in the bag. It's just only the surface. So when you dip it, you have to stay right here. If you left it for why, come back when you remove it from the indigo, the horse gonna because how do we remove the resist? It's just a piece of knife when they wet to scrape the paste off. That is why I told people it's a cold process, different to batik technique.
0: In Nigeria, are the artisans able to find markets for their work? What is the situation like there?
1: It used to be, when I was, even before I come to United States in '96. it used to be, you know, a lot of tourists. But the situation in Africa right now, in mostly Nigeria, you know, people travel to other parts of, like, Ghana, like, Mali, Senegal, or other places. It's, it's very tough for the artists right now to be able to... And there's, you know, there's a guy who was here. Everybody probably... They, Listen to his lecture, John Gilo. You know, he was in Nigeria. That is what he was telling me when I was at the Foucault Museum in New Mexico. He, I mean, he's, he's just—he was telling me like, wow, you see so many people in southwest of Nigeria, but they—they they make the heart, but they're so happy, but they don't have market for it because what they're enjoying to do. So many talented artists, so many, you know, rich in culture. But that is my biography of me being in the state, how when I was in Nikki Center for Art and Culture, so it gave me opportunity to come to the state and then show my culture to people. But right now it's it's not because I don't normally say this when I travel because when I go give a lecture, they want me to talk about more things in, in Nigeria. But I don't go too far to that situation because it's no It's a little overwhelmed. I go back mostly every year because my mother is still living. Yeah, my sister, my brother, everybody they live in Nigeria. I'm the only one here. But mostly I I went back during the December, January, March because the weather is very cold in Santa Fe.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> it's it? <a, laughs> <laughs>
1: because it snow a lot, so and I'm not a snow person. I don't I don't know how to ski, so <laughs> I don't know how to ski, so that is why I went back home every winter time. Because this time around now it's like 90, 85 degrees every day. So the weather is pretty much stable. That is why of me come through New York in ninety six. I saw the snow coming down the ground. First time in my life, I don't know what this looked like. I just called my mom. Something was like a sort was coming down on the sky. I don't know what this looked like. We're like, wow, this is this is scary, because everybody was like they look like they are going to the space. They so bundle up, like you just see the people's face. Like, it was a it's a very big experience for me in New York. The the story. I, I, I would like to say that story before we end up tonight about the, the way you present yourself. I just I know my students are going to hear the story. If they are here tonight, they might hear it again tomorrow. This story is one day, this story came from my father. He passed away 10 years ago. One guy, because that's why I say in Nigeria, people music is part of the daily life even when we do the burial ceremony, naming ceremony, marriage, or all kind of event, So one day, one guy, you know, people was having a good time, they having good food, and because when you go to big occasionally, you see a lot of drummers, and drum, drum talk, like in the olden days, 100, 200 years ago in Africa, we don't have any co- the way to communicate people. What we use is drum, like, my friend, when his father wanted to call attention of him, he was playing like two blocks away. His brother just going to, his father's going to pick up his drum and say, "Akim, where are you? Are you going to be home in five minutes? Then he run. And his friend's like, why are you running? He said, oh, my father was calling me. So that is how we send message to people in the olden days. Even for me, growing up seeing that, that's why I believe or the culture of we live in for many years ago. So my story tonight is this guy walked to the big crowded and even the drummer doesn't see anything because when you that's why I say when you wear something people love. Before you step out, wherever you come from, the drummer is going to rush you. Like, oh, welcome. They're just going to use the drum to follow you because in Africa people like to spray, you know, give them some little change. So when this guy comes close to the crowd, nobody pay attention to him. They just look at him like he's no, not, not visible. And when he sitting, down among of a lot of people, people doesn't ask him, what do you like to eat? What do you like to drink? He's just quiet and they keep walk- nobody, no, nobody pay attention to him. exactly so, and he left when he went back home, he has his father, oh please. Could you do me a big favor tonight or this afternoon? His father said, What do you need? He said, I want you to look your box. Which one of the beautiful cloth you like? is one of the powerful cloth you think is when you wear it, you feel good, you feel big, and then you feel special. And his father tell him that, Oh, okay, go under my bed, you're gonna see the box. There's a big rope, and this guy picked up the big dress. And then he went back to that party. That's what I said from the beginning. You see, what are you wearing before? People don't recognize him. So when he walked to the party, before even we get close, the drama was rushing him.
0: <laughs> like,
1: oh, welcome. What do you like to eat? What, ah, we've been waiting for you all day.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's, it's the same guy who was in the Crowded, but why they don't see the picture before? That is how the fabric, what we're wearing in Africa, that is how it's so close to our spirit, how people recognize you, how you look, how people respect you in the culture. So when he walked to the crowded, he sat down. Everybody was rushing him like, oh, what do you like to eat? Can we get you something to drink? He quiet. said, Well, anything you give it to me, I'm fine. Don't worry. Just bring anything you have. And then the person who bring the food to him, he, he said, Do you know I was here before? Oh, we didn't see you, who you are. Like, I don't know. I don't think you're here before. What, what are you asking me? And he was telling the guy, like, I was here recently. I like, just left home. Oh, you here before? Uh, we don't know that you're here. And he was, was just telling the people, like, The food you give it to me today it's not for me because you feed the cloth I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so that is.
0: You've been listening to African Textiles, The Heart of the Europa, Part 2. Presented by Ghazali Adiemo at the 2007 Maywa Textile Symposium. In the previous podcast, we presented the main lecture. For more information on Maywah, visit our website at www.maywa.com. I'm Tim McLaughlin. Thank you for listening.